Welcome to the FBA Profits Show with your hosts Subi and Leland. Did you know less than 1% of entrepreneurs came from an extremely rich or poor background? Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. My name is Zuby. How you doing today? <laughs> what? I have a hangover, Leland. No! <laughs> I wasn't setting you up, I swear. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, taking, I'm taking the punchline away from you. <laughs> I wasn't setting you up. Actually, you know, what I was thinking was, there's so many times I do that open, and then you say your name, and I, I'm thinking, is he tired of this kind of open? Do I need to change it? Do we just need to jump in? Should I do the intro for you? You do the intro for me. I wasn't thinking. Okay, so here's the joke, guys. If you're listening, today's topic is dealing with the Q4, quarter four hangover when we get to January 2021. I'm looking forward to the new year for a bunch of different reasons, but some we should start preparing now for january zuby oh yeah for sure for sure it's uh um that a lot a lot happens in uh, the fourth quarter um you know especially november and december sales are ridiculous they, they go through the roof if, if you've been you know if, if you had prepared for this q4 and you had uh products and inventory in your sales, you, you've, you've seen sales and you've seen your sales grow, um, especially if you've been managing your pricing. Um, but once January comes, you're, you know, if you're, my, my first year when I was, um, when Q4 hit, uh, I had my phone and I would open the Amazon seller app probably once every 12 seconds. Um, and that's, that's, and, and I would just refresh it and I would see the sales, another sale, oh, another sale, another sale. And it was just, mm. it was like, it was addictive. It, it's, you see it and you feel so great. And it's just, it's like that, that little rush of, uh, of, of dopamine that just, you know, you feel good about it every time. And then January comes and you open and you refresh and it's the same number. It's the same number and the number is not going up. And I guess two hours and I haven't got another sale. What, what's going on? And it just, you start feeling down and, you know, the dopamine is gone. And now you got to turn to drugs and cocaine. And whatnot. And <laughs> whoa, just, whoa, whoa. Wait, I don't think, I don't think we're advocating that here for January, maybe no, February, no. but not January. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, what happens is you 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 know it, it it's known as the Q4 hangover in the industry uh, because of that reason because you're so used to you know that that dopamine rush of getting the sales and seeing that and seeing the numbers rise and rise and rise and rise and then all of a sudden January comes and everything goes back to normal you know people stop buying um, and, and you know January the things don't go back to normal January is a very weird month mm -hmm. uh, sales do there's still more sales in January than there's in February and March um, for and we'll talk about why and and, and whatnot but uh, there's also a lot of returns in January because people have bought it from um, you know people have received gifts people have given gifts people uh, you know and and they're returning things uh, so you you'll get a lot of returns as well and you're gonna see your not necessarily your, your sales numbers, but your uh, disbursement amount, the amount of money you're getting back every pay period, every two weeks. Um, it's going to fluctuate a lot. You're going to get sales, it's going to go up, 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 up. And then all of a sudden you see, boom, a big drop. What happened? Why did I, why did my money that I was going to get back and I was counting on drop so much? Well, you had a bunch of returns come in um, and Amazon takes the, the money from your account to give back to the customer once the, once the product and then 
the product comes in. So it's, you know, January is, um, is a weird month to, to keep an eye on, but it's important to really, you know, start preparing for that. Right now we're still on the high of Q4. Our sales are, you know, this is um, my second best month ever um, this December. And November was my second best month ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only month that beat has these two months was uh, March of 2020 when COVID hit and sales went through the roof completely unexpectedly. Um, but it's you know that 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 hangover is going to come. That uh, and we need we should be preparing for that um, even now. Um, but especially once January comes around. And there's a few different uh, specifics that we can talk about here um, in today's podcast and today's video. Um, the, the first one um, is you wanna, because of all the sales you're getting in Q4, uh, you should be getting a large amount of money back from Amazon, from those sales. Uh, your your disbursements are gonna be a lot higher than they normally would be. And so, what um, what you should be doing is leveraging those Q4 sales uh, to make uh, your first quarter successful. You should be leveraging that the, the capital that you're getting back or that you're anticipating getting back in two weeks or in four weeks um, and preparing to see, hey, what inventory do I need to purchase more of, especially replenishables? Mm-hmm. What can I, and identify those and place those orders um, and, and make sure that your supplier has them and find additional products so that, Q, Q1 is going to have sales. Um, January is going to have a lot more sales than maybe February and March, but and that's mainly because of gift cards and whatnot, because people are going to get a lot of gift cards as gifts and they'll be, or, or returns, you know, they're going to return it and they have store credit or Amazon credit, and then they'll use that to purchase more. So there's going to be a lot, you know, January sales are still going to be good. They're not going to be December sales, but they're still going to be good. Um, so you want to make sure that you leverage that additional capital you're getting back and putting it right back to work. You know, don't sit on it. Don't wait and, and sort of, hey, I'm going to feel good by looking at my bank account at this number <laughs> for a few weeks. And that, you know, that little dopamine rush might be good, but it's not going to be uh, good for your long-term success. So um, that's that's the first uh, the first point uh, for uh, for your you know, managing the Q4 hangover is just pay attention to your capital that's coming in and start planning for successful Q1 by identifying and purchasing additional inventory that sells well. Um, I was just going to say, so the carousel doesn't stop, right? So you had December and it's been exciting. It still is. I mean, when we're recording this, but if it's in January, take a breath. And then the next part of your FBA strategy continues. And if you've done this for more than a year, you already know the, you know, the, what horse to sit on for the carousel, which is inventory, right? So take out what you need to from the capital, but then it's time to reinvest to get ready for Q1. Uh, Dare I say, even thinking ahead a little bit for Q2, but probably focusing Q1 on replenishables. So if you have those in your stable of inventory, this would be the time to use that capital to stock up on as much as you possibly can based on the supply for those. And if not, it's time to do research for new items. And I know January is a great month for that because there's usually a lot of returns 
and a lot of excess inventory on items that maybe they sold well in December, maybe they didn't sell well in December, especially in a year like to a year like this year, I think they were expecting greater sales than actually happened, both within the Amazon domain and larger. I think they were expecting things to clean up faster as far as pandemic and economy and politics and all that. So there could be items that you can get at a great discount in January that maybe won't turn into sales in February, but March and April, they may come back online and, you know, really take off or become the replenishables that you're looking for. So, so along those lines, a little bit of a, a secret sauce here, um, you know, don't do it. Listening, don't do it. You, you, no. you, um, there is um, specifically Christmas items, mm -hmm. uh, the seasonal Christmas items, um, they go on steep discounts um, at all the major retailers. Um, you can get them at, you know, 90% off, 80% off. And um, if you, if you have sufficient capital to be able to invest in long tail inventory um, and inventory that you can sit on for a few months, um, Christmas in July is a real thing. And it's a big thing, um, especially on Amazon. Um, there, you know, the, the whole, I didn't know about Christmas in July until I got into the Amazon business, but it's something that happens in the U S um, in July, people have Christmas parties and it's, it's a well-known thing. <laughs> I, I I've lived here for, you know, decades and I didn't know about it, but, um, and Christmas items will sell very well in July. Um, if, you know, if you have, if you, if you can find Christmas products at 80% off, 70% off, um, purchase them, keep them, you know, maybe send a few in right now. You don't want to start accruing lots of, um, lots of storage fees, send a few in, but come May, April, May is when you want to start shipping in, shipping more in, in preparation for Christmas in July. Um, and your, your fallback to that is if it doesn't sell in July, you still have plenty of time, you know, your, your 12 month LTSF, long-term storage fees don't kick in. And the following Christmas is gonna come before your 12 month LTSF kicks in. So you're not paying exorbitant amount of fees for storage fees. Plus you've gotten them at such a huge discount that it makes a lot of sense. Well, if you're not buying gifts, I mean, I'm, I'm, when you say Christmas items, I'm thinking about decorations. I'm thinking about well, all the accoutrements that come at early, right? I, <laughs> I know folks who are starting, you know, it's Halloween or November 1st and they're already putting up Christmas decorations or lights or they're getting their cards ready. I'm thinking of all those ancillary other, other items outside of gifts. Absolutely, no. We're That's gonna hit in October, November. So it's not like a big hold if you miss the window in July or you don't run out of whatever you've put in there in July. Mm -hmm. uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah love that. Elf, Elf, on, Elf on the Shelf is a great thing. You know, the, the, those decorations, these, these, you know, tree decorations and the top of the mantle decorations. And it's all these things that, you know, in July, when people are doing their Christmas in July parties, they're looking for these items and nobody has them. No. The, those sellers that have them can drastically can sell them at drastically higher prices than they normally would sell in December. So, um, so that that's the little secret sauce for today. Uh, so hopefully somebody can make money off of it and can give us some kudos and let us know that they followed it through and we hear back from them in August and saying, hey, I made some good profits based on that. So if you do do that, please let us know. I wanna I wanna get that little shot of dopamine 
from knowing <laughs> I, wa- I was going to try to compete with you for a second and say, you and I will find one item and see who in a drag race who does better, but you just been doing this for too long. I know you got another in the secret sauce. There's a secret ingredient that you're not going to tell anybody. So I'm not even going to compete with that, but that doesn't mean if you're not listening, if you send that in and tell us what you're like, don't, you can tell us the product now if you want, but I'm not suggesting that what I'm suggesting is in July or say like August 1st, you know, ping us and tell us what the item was and what the turn, even if it doesn't turn out, because I would love to use that to, you know, I'll get the email, I'll rub it in Zuby's face and tell him he's wrong. So, or, or post it on the Facebook group so that I even can better, tell yeah. and then, Hey, look, yeah, you were wrong. I will try it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Happens all the time. So go for it. It'll just be and, one more. And go, going back to the, your, your challenge, if you want to really step up and challenge me, then we, you know, we can make it into a social thing and we can, we can make a big deal out of it. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be a, a consequence if you lose as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> <laughs> How about run, running around your neighborhood in your underwear? How's that? Why you got to like go the, there? Why you got to be Bruchard creepy style? guy? Why you got to be creepy guy? Brendan Burchard. We had talked about this. That's why I said that. That's you saw him in your underwear. You saw Brendan in his underwear. Is that wait? I got to no, write that for the show notes. What one one of the things that he does is when he sets a goal, he goes and tells everybody, "Hey, if I don't achieve it by this time, I'm going to run in my underwear around the neighborhood on this day at this time." So, it here we go with the goals again. Officially, anyway, I've agreed to nothing, and we'll talk later about it. But I'm <laughs> I'm not too sure about any of this. So you All you right. touched on it for a moment which is the returns. So let's say it's first year for somebody, they've gone through it and they're just kicking ass right now. They're doing great. They see what you're talking about, which is that that great bump up for Q4. Should they start worrying about returns? Like what's, what, if they have, what's the expectation and what's the reality of returns? Returns in general, you know, one to 2% of your sales are usually the returns. Um, and Q4, that number, drastically gets increased. Um, you know, you can have 5%, 10% returns. It just, it, it all depends on what you sold. You know, mm-hmm. if you sold stuff that is more seasonal um, and it, people use it right away, then your returns aren't going to be as much. If you sell a lot of toys, um, a lot of things that are being sold and given as gifts, you might have a lot more returns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of the business. Uh, you you calculate it and you incorporate it into your strategy. You understand it. You, you d- don't worry about it. Don't, don't go... Uh, you know, don't, don't lose sleep over it because just because somebody returns something doesn't mean you lost money on it. What it means is you, the sale you got is being returned. Your product is going to be there. The money is going to go back to the customer in about 30 days when that, within 30 days, when that product comes back 30 to 45 days, it becomes, it goes back in your inventory and now you can sell it again. Sometimes the price has dropped. And other times, and this is when you really you want to be on on top of things. The price has doubled. It you can there there have been times when I have gotten returns, a large number of returns of one product, and everybody else had to, sold out on it, and I'm now able to sell it at twice the profit margins that I was able to sell it before, or that I sold it at at those times. So. Mm-hmm. Along this line, it's important for you to, even though if you if you have a repricer, an external repricer that you're using, and if not, you go to your seller central account and look at the items that are maybe you're expecting toys, for example, the returns or even products that you've sold out on, but 
there's the 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 window is still there for returns and reprice your items because when a return comes in it's going to go in your inventory and it's going to be listed at the price that you last sold it on and if you have a repricer the repricer is then going to kick in but it might kick in you know at a lower price so it it, it behooves you to go back and if you have the time, if you don't have, you know, hundreds or thousands of SKUs in your inventory, go back and look at those items and say, all right, so I sold out of this. I sold out of at $19.99. Um, let me just put the price at $24.99 or let me put it at $29.99. In case I get any returns back, I will be able to maximize that the, the, the sale of that. And, you know, it's it's it goes back to inventory management. It goes back to account management. You got to continuously keep an eye on your inventory and, and what's going on. But returns are going to happen. January is going to be one of the large, high, highest number of returns you will get any month of the year. Mm-hmm. Expect it, anticipate it, do not worry about it. Don't go, you know, don't lose sleep over it. Um, and just make sure that you have a plan for them and manage them uh, because those returns are resellable. If you do get returns and you will get returns that are not, resellable that are they come back not in a uh, as a new condition um amazon will you know you, you can request those items back look at them if it's damaged by the customer you take a picture open a case with amazon they will reimburse you that money back so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of work but it's definitely you know something that uh, especially when you're smaller and as you're growing you don't have that many items out there do it's a it's good practice and it's you know a few dollars here, a few dollars there, they all add up. Yeah. And Amazon definitely backs you up along with that process. They're not out to get you. They're not trying to squeeze you on it. They're just so, there's so many items that are moving around. Uh, Sometimes you got to yell a little louder or put your hand up a little higher. And uh, yeah, they're definitely responsive and take care of you along the same lines. So sales tax is sort of a retail scary thing, right? We're supposed to be holding it. And then what do we do? And we're selling all over the place, right? And we might even be selling overseas. We're definitely across borders, definitely across state borders and different states have different timelines. So jumping into Q1 or January, right out of Q4, should we be worrying about the tax man and sales tax? And of course not. No, no. Uh, you know, two years ago, yes, yeah. I was worried. Uh, two years ago, I had, uh, you know, th- there was issues that you had to, re- and that there, there was services out there that you could hire that would handle your sales tax filings and whatnot. Amazon is now at pretty much taken over uh, for all, you know, it's not all 50 states yet, but pretty much all. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, we just, uh, last week, they announced that uh, another 11 uh, states uh, were added to this. So it's now like 46 states or something that are, that they collect sales tax for us. So no, it's not, you don't, you don't need to worry about sales tax. The sales tax gets collected on your behalf for any state that has sales tax and Amazon will uh, file and, and pay the, the tax man for that state, whatever your sales tax was. So you don't have to worry about it. If- Again, making it easier for the resellers. And it's funny, if you do any research on, you know, what happens in January as an FBA, that used to be such a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like you said, a couple of years ago, I was very surprised at how dated a lot of information is on the topic of FBA. And it, it, it really struck two things to me. One is how quickly things are changing. And two, how many people were, I guess, 
talking about it or capitalizing on the services of FBA and how they've kind of, you know, gone away. Uh, I can only imagine where they are now. Uh, but if you're trying to, you know, monetize helping other people with something like this, it's got to be immensely difficult uh, only because it's information and, um, you know, I, you can find it. It's, it's there. And I was very struck by how much dated information there was. So those cycles of change for, for Amazon are, are fairly quick. Uh, extremely quick. Yeah, Amazon is, it's, it's a living, breathing beast that just keeps on growing. And with every day that it grows, something changes. Uh, some of it is just natural, uh, natural growth. And, you know, there are things happen and they want to change like this tax sales tax collection, you know, as they grew and they saw the need for it and they saw that states were coming after them. Um, and so they, in trying to save their own ass, they, they went ahead and said, all right, we're going to do it. Otherwise states were going to, you know, there's going to be lawsuits and whatnot. So, and then some of it is just Amazon trying to make sure that uh, they keep Amazon rewards people who are active with mm-hmm. them. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, they reward you for being active. Uh, you know, it's, it's the new game of you know, any, anything that has to do with the internet. You, they want that, that uh, engagement. Mm-hmm. And so as a seller, they change. I mean, just the smallest things where you go and log into your seller central account and the homepage is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once every few months, they change the homepage, they change the boxes, they change the information they give you, they add stuff and, and you get used to that stuff and then they take it away and you're like, where is it? Now you gotta go find it reports are the, the 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 look changes the feel changes where do i find this report now it used to be here now it's not here and they do that intentionally because they want people to be engaged they want people to be you know they, they want those sellers that are active on their account to be active on their account and to to really understand and and, and grow with the with the company so uh, that that you know that change happens uh, all the time and and from a service providers perspective, uh, which, you know, we'll put that hat on right now real quick. <laughs> um, what trying to monetize information is something that is so antiquated, uh, like yeah. you said, you know, because information's out there, it's not hard to find, but we are living in, in an era where the world is so small that if you try to get everybody to give you a dollar for every two words you say, you're not, your reputation is not going to be what you mm-hmm. want it to be. You're not going to become that person that people go to. You want to give value for, and then, you know, nobody wants to work for free. So like we have services and products that we offer to anybody that wants, you know, our leads list, our coaching program or whatnot. But, but the majority of the information that we provide is free and that's mm-hmm. because in order for us to be to, to not only you know altruistically feel good about ourselves but also to be respected and known as people who understand what they're talking about in this business we have to give value for what we're selling um, just get telling you hey come buy our leads list and you don't know anything about us why would you buy a leads list from us why would you subscribe to that we the, the, the value that we provide has to be there. And, and a lot of service providers, they don't last because they try to nickel and dime everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, it was, it, it, and, and it's a good thing that they don't last. Uh, we I, don't want those people out there. We started this talking about, you know, what to expect in January and usual with us, we go kind of find some tributary to, uh, to start going down. But um, I, 
I just have to, you know, chirp the same thing that you did, which is the community that we're developing and the people that we get to interact with, it's a gift too. And I know like for the coaching services, definitely not for free, but what a gift to be able to give back some of what we're learning here. And especially in the podcast, you don't have to join the leads list or the free Facebook page. You don't have to join the free newsletter. You don't have to, you know, sign up for any of the services. Um, but you can still get a lot of value and it's timely too. Uh, I was really struck by how many of those were sort of closed off in 27, 2017, 2018. And, you know, you can just tell that there's cobwebs on those uh, web pages and on those podcasts and everything. So uh, anyway, I want to ask you, I think you might have answered this, but sort of to bring this back off of the tributary, you said January sales have a tendency to be greater than February and March, and you were going to circle back. Was that just the fact from the returns, the capital that, you know, the money that gets made available from the returns? The gift, and cards. The gift cards. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, also, you know, just to get back on, 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 on point with the topic of, of our discussion here um, in Q1, um, you want to, in, in addition to leveraging the money that you're getting back um, in replenishable items, you want to, there's a lot of um, seasonal things that are happening. There's a lot of holidays that happen in Q1. Uh, the first one that comes after, after uh, Christmas is Chinese New Year. Um, if you are, if you have access to products that sell well for Chinese New Year, this is the time to buy them and send them in. Uh, I think this year it's January 29th uh, is Chinese New Year. Um, so this is the time to, to, to send in those, uh, those products. Um, you know, in, in addition to uh, Chinese New Year, there's Valentine's Day that comes in February. There is um, uh, Easter that comes in April. Um, you know, you, you can, there's a lot of different things that you can prepare for holiday-wise. April is second quarter, but you prepare for it. <laughs> you knew where I, I was I, going. I, 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 saw, I saw it. I saw it happen. That's what's happening. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, th these are, you know, you want, you want to um, keep these things in mind. Um, you know, I think St. Patrick's Day is also in, in March. Mm -hmm. um, so these are things that uh, you can really you know, if you have the capital, if you have access to inventory, then go ahead and purchase it for these for these things and send them in. Valentine's Day is a great example because it, it does take some time before between when you buy the stuff and send it in. Valentine's Day is February 14. People start buying for it early February. Um, so in January, you start, you know, if, if you can go find candy, Valentine's candy, Valentine's cards, Valentine's pencils, Valentine's whatever it might be and, and ship it in, it sells really well. Uh, same thing with St. Patrick's Day, same thing with um, Easter. Um, so it's, it, you know, you want to concentrate on, on stuff that um, is going to sell well in, in Q1. Um, it's also important to look forward uh, when, when, Q1 hits when January hits. Um, it's great to sit back and appreciate and enjoy your Q4 sales and your 2020 sales or last year's sales. Um, and you should do that. Absolutely. You should take however long you want to take, whether it's hours, days, weeks, however long you want to take to enjoy it and appreciate it, do that. But then once that the end of that time comes, that's it. 
move now you're looking <laughs> forward stop no more get stop. up move stop yeah stop <laughs> living in the past right it, you, you enjoy it it's, it's important to enjoy your successes but don't live in that don't live in the past you know you you want to start looking forward you want to start looking at q1 goals and also q2 goals and 2021 goals and um, so really start paying attention to what's coming up and start preparing for what's coming up and mm-hmm. and that's it kind of leads into the next point, which is uh, making sure you review your inventory and you reprice your, your, your items um, because you're going to have products in January that should have sold in December, but didn't for whatever reason. You have to go through your inventory and say, hey, am I going to keep this? Is it going to sell? Look at Keepa graphs. Does it sell in January? Does it sell in May? Does it, when, does, when is the next buying season for this? Look at the listing. Are there 500 different sellers on it or is there just two? Um, you have to go through and re-manage your inventory. The way you did, and we did a podcast on this before Q4, in preparation for Q4, you want to do the exact same thing at the end of Q4, you know, when mm-hmm. Q1 hits. And, and if you need the capital, reprice those items that you don't think are going to sell well to a lower ROI. But, you know, make sure you have a plan for that inventory that was supposed to sell in Q4. Uh, because if you don't and it just sits there, you can forget about it. And once 12-month LTSF hits, the long-term storage fees hit, you're, you're losing money by, by not selling those. So you definitely want to review that. Um, and you want to make sure that when, when um, the, the seasonal items, and, and we hit this before, the seasonal items that you had purchased for Q4, if they don't sell, Make sure you keep in mind that the season is going to come again. You know, if it's Christmas, make sure hey, Christmas is coming back in July. So maybe not sell, not reprice everything too low right off the bat. But if it's a Halloween thing or if it's a Thanksgiving thing and it hasn't sold, you might want to reprice it lower. Mm-hmm. You might want to just get rid of it. Or you might want to call it back if, if, you know, the expiration date, if it doesn't have an expiration date or the expiration date is long enough away to where you can hold it for a few months and then resend it back in. But you have to do that with your inventory. You, you, you have to take the time in January to sit down, spend a day, two days a week, whatever, however long it takes you to go through your listings and determine exactly what you should do with each of those uh, products. So with a hangover, you did really well. I, I, I ah, think you hit you. all the I, points. I have one more. I have one more. One more. A bonus. One more. One more. Yeah. Yes, yeah. What's, yes, what have uh, you one got? Th- this one's my favorite. Because I didn't, I wasn't doing this initially, but about two years ago, I started doing this and it really did, did start three years ago. I started doing this. It really started helping me. Um, and that was to take um, a Sunday usually and sit down and just review the year, review last quarter, but also review the year and write down, hey, what went well last year? What, what which items sold well? Hey, this, this Christmas, these things sold well. The, during this multiple season, the, these chocolates sold well. The, this, you know, this strategy worked well for me this year. This strategy didn't work well for me this year. Just think about it and write it down. And then make notes so that when next Q4 comes up, mm. you are prepared based on what worked and didn't work. So you don't make the same mistakes over again. And if something went really well, you're not going to remember it. Trust me, you're not going to remember it, yeah, that, that this one item sold really well. But if you have a, a sheet of paper that you've written your notes on and come Q4, 
Q4, you know, Q towards the end of Q3, you go back and review that sheet and you're like, oh yeah, I don't know. these things sold really well. Oh look, they're still selling. One of the things that, you know, one of the podcasts we offered a free RA uh, item uh, for, for some people that, that contacted us, that for me, that, that happened because I wrote it down. That, that those items that I wrote down that they sold really well, I remembered it the next day, because the, the next year because I read my notes, I purchased it and it, I did three times more sales on those items than I had done the first year. And each year, those, those items have increased in sales. So it's important to sit down and sort of take some time to uh, look back and see what went right, what didn't go right. Make those notes so that you are prepared for next, when next year comes. That makes sense. So you, you can, there's, we expect the hangover and it's due to volume, drastic volume changes, both in product and sales. And then taking that additional time that we have to get ready and then get into action for what's next. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, awesome. and to wrap everything up and bring everything full circle, please don't do drugs. <laughs> Thanks, Subi. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit us at our website, www.fbaprofits.us for more details like our Facebook group and Twitter for timely news and events.